Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Jake Atwood, and this is Braving the Night, episode number 12. Friends want to say thank you uh, for joining the show this evening. We are here again. It is Friday, and uh, if you're new to the show, just want to let you know that we air every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us on all the major platforms, Apple Podcast, Google Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean. You can find the podcast on our website, bravingthenight.com. And uh, if you'd like to join um, us on Facebook, you can find us at Braving the Night Podcast there. And uh, yeah, tonight's episode, um, we're going to talk about giants in the land. And uh, by giants in the land, I mean giants in our life that are external from us and giants in our life that are on the inside of our hearts, that are on the inside of our mind, the inside of our life. And uh, one of the you know, most famous stories about giants that I know of comes out of the Bible uh, with David and Goliath. You know, and we start learning that story oftentimes in Sunday school. I feel like it gets watered down and it becomes you know, a cute little bedtime story or it becomes a cute you know, little lullaby that we tell our kids before they go to bed. And the reality is uh, that it was a real battle that happened context behind it is that there was literally a giant army of Israelites that were surrounded by a giant army of Philistines and there was a giant a gigantic man in the land that his whole intention was to do harm his whole intention was to murder his whole intention was to kill the opposing factors which would be the Israelites And with that being said, that taunting that was coming from him would have meant that when he destroyed the army, that there would have been an invasion. Um, There would have been uh, an opposing force that would have came upon the land and and began to torment the people of the land. You know, and here we are in our lives, right? And we have these same external forces and these same internal forces that are opposing the land of our heart, you know, the land of our lives, the land of our mind. They're actually opposing you know, our, 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 um, our uh, reality around us and within us. And so tonight we're, we're going to jump right into it. But I want to say, you know, when facing the giants in our lives, the battle will most often begin from the inside out. And I'll say that one more time. When we're facing the giants in our lives, the battle will most often begin from the inside out, from the inside of ourselves. You know, and we see in this story in 1 Samuel 17 with David, uh, the Philistines had gathered their armies for the battle. And I'll paraphrase through it and get to the points that I want to share because it's a kind of a lengthy story. But, you know, the, uh, the Philistines had gathered their armies for battle and they were gathered there um, in an area called Soko that uh, belonged to Judah. And uh, Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together in the Valley of Elah and they drew up in line of battle against the Philistines. Um, the Philistines were on one side on a mountain, and the Israelites stood on the mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them. There was a gap between them. And uh, the Philistines would come out, and they would and uh, they would taunt the Israelites, and they continued to do this. And, um, you know, King Saul was um, head of the nation at that point for Israel. And, um, you know, we skip down to verse 17, and it says, And Jesse said to David his son, Take for your brothers an ephah, 
of this parched grain and these ten loaves and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. And so here David is, he's like a server getting ready to serve food. He's like, hey, son, listen, you need to take this food to your brothers. You know, you're not in the battle, you're not in the war, but these guys are hungry, and I want you to bring them some food. And he, and he brings, and it goes on to say that, uh, that he brought cheese. You know, he's like, here, son, bring some finger snacks. Get some of those Ritz crackers and, you know, get a, cut up a sausage link and put some cheese and, and give him, you know, give him some party food here and uh, bring it up to him on a nice little tray and, you know, on a dainty little tray. And so David, you know, this, this young man shows up with a tray of cheese and uh, he serves him to his brothers, you know, and he serves him. And uh, David peeps out the scene and he checks it out and he looks around and, and he sees that there's these Philistines and there's this giant and he comes along and he sees the Israelites, you know, and... Um, and it says, And David, in verse 22, left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. And as he talked with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up and uh, spoke the same words as before. And so here comes Goliath taunting them. And it says, All the men of Israel fled. So we see fear in the camp, guys. We see fear in the hearts of these men, right? And like I was saying, that when we're facing the giants in our lives, the battle almost often begin from the inside out. And there's, there was fear, and uh, the, the, there was an assessment that took place in these men of Israel and these warriors. And they looked from the inside out and said, we, can't, we cannot do this. We can't make this uh, giant go away. We're, we're unable to do this. And this young kid, David, comes along with a, with a tray of cheese, and he looks at it. And uh, he starts to say, hey, listen, I think I can do this. And his brothers get upset about it. And his brothers are starting to talk doubt into David. And they make some comments to him. And uh, David in verse 30, 36, he goes on to say, Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defied the armies of the living God. So I want to share this with you guys, guys and gals, and I'm just starting to learn this. I'm in a program right now, surrounded by men, and we're looking deep inside of ourselves, shining the light of the truth that God has in our lives, to begin to unwrap and unpackage lies that we've been telling ourselves stories that we've created for our lives and we're beginning to allow God's truth to shine on those lies and to help narrate new stories for us stories that God speaks over us stories that the Bible shows that God declares truth lessons that we're learning of with truth based in them and we're beginning to look at those and David comes in and he's beginning to already to have stories placed on him by his brothers and his brothers and stories that have been placed on the army by the Philistines and stories that Goliath has been shouting to the army putting fear in their hearts and much like you and I every day we wake up the second we open our eyes we're in battle friends we are in battle where we can make a choice to either listen to the stories that are based out of lies or or we can start to just 
allow God's truth to pour into our hearts. And there's work that we have to do in order to do that. And that work is to seek Jesus and to seek his truth and to allow his Holy Spirit to bring us into all truth. And in this instance, we see David say, hey, listen, you guys are saying, and this is paraphrasing, but he's like, you guys are speaking all that, but listen, your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And so David isn't allowing those lies to penetrate him, neither from the army of Philistines nor from uh, his brothers or anyone else. He is trusting that what God has done for his life already, God will do for his life now. And it's hard, friends, when you've lived a life and you've, and you've been in the trenches and you've been in the gutter or you've just been getting beat up. And you look at your life and you say, there's a track record of failures all around me. And it's really easy to allow that track record of failures to be the evidence that these stories that we're telling ourselves are true. And I want to be clear. It's one thing to face the lies and admit, you know what? I messed up and I fell down. But it's another thing to say to yourself, yeah, I guess I'll just stay down because the evidence shows that, you know, I'm always going to get knocked down. No, this is where we look at the lie. This is where we look at the giant and we face the giant and we assess it and we say, you know, you know what giant problem, you know what issue, you know what circumstance in my life, I'm going to take a look at you and I'm going to size you up and I'm going to base what I look at in truth and in facts. And if you're a big problem in my life, I'm going to admit you're a big problem. If you've had power in my life, yeah, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? You had power in my life. But we don't end there. We allow God to illuminate the truth with the light of his word. And we allow the scriptures and we allow the Holy Spirit and we allow other people who are encouraging to us speak life into those circumstances. We allow our own voice inside of us to declare something else like David did, right? Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord will be with you. So David just spoke truth. And it went from the men around him, the people around him, believing the fear and the lies, to they were illuminated to the truth of God. And it gave them courage enough to allow this little boy that brought over cheese and crackers to now be in a position of war to manage a situation of war. And I'm just going to declare to you that no matter how humbling your circumstances are, no matter what you're doing, David could have said, I'm nothing. I'm just this kid bringing cheese and crackers. He could have said, I'm the youngest of them all. I'm weak. 
I can't do this. But David allowed the leverage of who God was and knowing that God was stronger than him. He looked back on the track record of what God had done in his life previously. He leveraged that in the situation and felt an unction of God to continue moving forward. And he spoke it into existence, but he didn't stop there. He walked forward in courage and braving the night when we have to face the night. There's opportunities where we can speak it and think it and then there and then there's continuing that opportunity of braving that night of braving the night and facing the giants where we're going to have to walk forward we're going to have to do something about those thoughts so we can encourage ourselves and we can speak declarations over our life and over other people but when we're there to face that giant there is an action that we must take and in this moment it was for David to walk forward and face that giant And so in verse 45, it says, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with the sword and with the spear. Actually, I want to scroll back here. I want to go back here to 41. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David. And with the shield bare in front of him, and when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him. The Philistine despised David. He thought David was a petty little nothing. For he was but a youth, a ruddy youth, handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, little g. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Every step that we take forward is another opportunity to take a step backwards, another opportunity to stand still. and We can either shrink, we can either just stop in our tracks in fear, or we can step forward. And there's going to be taunting anytime that you're courageous, anytime that you face anything that you're going through. You can always expect that there's going to be opposition against it. And that opposition comes from the inside. That opposition comes from the outside. And in this instance, we see that David had opposition from his own people within Israel, his brothers, that he had opposition, you know, coming against him. um, Now from the Philistines, more specifically the giant. And in both instances, he declared the truth. And we're going to see you know, in the second instance that he continues to declare the truth, but in each instance he's taking a step forward. So his faith is backed up with action. His trust in God is backed up in action. Verse 45, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with the sword and with the spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give your dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with the sword and spear, For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. 
And the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David. And I'll pause there. When words and lies are echoing inside of us, when words and lies are echoing outside of us, one of the strongest ways I've found to combat that is to find the truth, to find what God says, to find what He's speaking to me, and begin to declare that over myself and to over anything that I'm coming against. If you've never done that, that might sound silly. I mean, really, it might sound silly that you're speaking something over something invisible, especially if it's a circumstance inside of you. You, you, you can tell yourself, what's the point? What are, what's, what's it going to change, you know? And I felt like that in the past where, you know, I've had people say, you know, you need to quit saying those things about yourself or you need to quit letting those people say things about you like that. And like, how do you, how do you see yourself? Speak it out, start to declare it. And I just felt almost like it was one of those cheesy motivational talks where people are like, yeah, just declare this over yourself three times a day for three weeks and this and that. And it's not so much that that process doesn't work, friends, when we declare the truth over ourselves. It's that we've seen, I think that I had personally seen people abuse that where they took a truth of declaring something over yourself, you know, the principle of that, and they turned it into a marketing scheme. And I just began to feel ripped off when people would make it into a marketing scheme. And I felt gross when some people would say it. Not everybody, but a lot of these people would just, had no influence in my life. I didn't know them from anyone else. And, you know, they would just say something like that. Just speak it over yourself. And I just felt... I would look at their life and I wouldn't see fruit in their own life and I would just feel ripped off. And so I would say, man, if that ain't working for them, why would it work for me? Or, you know, they're making it look like it worked for them, but their whole life looks fake. It looks fabricated. In this place of honesty and transparency, you know, David walks up and he walks up with cheese and crackers. And he shares a testimony of his life of what God has really done. And there's just something powerful about a testimony when we when we give people advice. I think there's a lot of people that want to receive our words, but they also want to know where that advice came from. You know, if I'm going to tell somebody to do something, I hope that I'm doing that because it's something that I would do for myself. And oftentimes when we're able to relate that to them in a story that we've gone through on our own life, the testimony of our life, it becomes relatable and it doesn't seem like we're talking down to them or it doesn't seem like we're talking at them and trust can occur relationship can be built and can be formed and David's story in this instance was authentic I imagine his brothers remembered him coming back to the house and was like man David did tear up that bear that's crazy he, he homeboy just messed up that lion and that's wild, a young kid out there beating up big animals like that to protect the flock. There's an authority that occurs when we share the testimony of our life to other people in a way that's relevant, in a way that they can meet us at, in a way in truth and love. And we need to do that same over ourselves. 
we wake up, we look at the testimony of our life and say, God, what have you done in my life? Let me think of it. Let me let me, let me open my heart to you, God. Remind me, Holy Spirit, of the things that you have walked me through already. You know, my wife and I, she just, you know, my wife came home from work yesterday after being a nurse for seven years. Gave her life in service as a nurse for seven years. And we made a decision that we weren't going to allow a certain proposition that was placed on us to be instituted in our life. We made a decision that we weren't going to walk forward in what was being pressed on us. And you know what? Like Daniel walking in, out of the lion's den, there was a consequence of him going into the lion's den based on a truth that he professed. And that truth was that he was going to pray to God three times a day. And uh, the, the government around him had instituted a law where there will be no praying or bowing down to other gods other than the king. And there's a consequence that occurs in our life when we walk in truth. It, it, there's a saying that I heard that said, in the land of liars, speaking the truth becomes a declaration of war. And I'll say that one more time. I didn't come up with this quote, but I've heard it. It said, in the land of of liars speaking the truth becomes a declaration of war and when my wife and I made a decision to speak the truth in our life and declare that this is where we draw the line her and about 2,000 other healthcare workers here in the state of Maine will be let go and we had a decision to make knowing that we were up against this battle where we could crumble in fear and I had been a stay-at-home dad for almost three years now. We made a decision that three years ago that the best decision for our family was for me to come home with the kids and her to continue working, and I would work some um, our businesses on the side and try to grow them. And the reality is they didn't grow the way I wanted them to. They didn't grow as big. And I let other people's opinions because of my own weakness and my own cowardness. I let other people, I let giants around me say things to me and speak to me and I let the stories that I told myself that I wasn't good enough to grow these businesses as big as they could be. I let family members talk me out of um, growing those businesses because their opinions I viewed as more important than mine. And uh, the Giants won. And uh, it put me in a pit. And I take responsibility for that. But So for the next two years, I was kind of in a standstill as like, will I ever be able to go back into a career? Will I ever be able to grow a business again? You know, I thought for a while God was calling me into the ministry to possibly be a pastor. And I shut that door and I said, man, God, I'll never be good enough to be a pastor. And um, I started to speak these things over myself. But uh, that's where it comes in where God stepped in and we gave this battle to the Lord and the same day that my wife was sent home you know I had an interview and connected with a Christian business owner um, who I'll be taking a job for and it's going to take care of the bills we're going to be able to continue walking forward but see God came in and man I went through two weeks friends where I literally battled with myself to the point I was like Catherine I, I feel like depression is coming over me I feel like I could have a nervous breakdown I'm, I'm, I'm like sitting here battling my mind I feel like I'm worthless and God 
connected me with a, a group of men and I had, uh, you know, people in my our church that were a part of start speaking life over us and this group of men that I joined um, in this program began to allow me in, through different training to look at the stories that I was telling myself and begin to declare truth and face the giants and actually say, what can we do to win the battle against these giants? And yes, all victory goes to God, as David was saying, just like he threw that sling, that rock, boom, it hit the giant, and that giant was dead, went over and cut his head off. God showed me ways to start changing my story through this program and through hearing the truth of the community of believers around me speak life and identity, people praying for me. And that's when we say the battle belongs to the Lord because he's doing work for us in our lives that we don't see. And David had to step forward and, and throw the sling. David had to step forward and declare those things. David had to step forward and face the giant. But he was blessed and empowered by the power of God. And the victory was God's. And David was a vessel that God used. And, and all glory goes to God. But you know, um, I began to tell myself a false reality and thank God through His grace that He um, that He showed me that He had goodness for us. And so, if you're listening to this today, I shared my story today to show you um, that we make decisions in our life, and when we, you know, we're going to come up against things, and we're going to face battles within ourselves and outside of ourselves. And it could look bleak at times. It could look like the enemy's winning. But you must keep stepping forward. You've got to keep pressing into God. Keep pressing into truth. Keep facing the giants. David goes on to be king because of the decision that he made to face that giant. Israel goes on to win. And he has many more battles ahead of himself. And guess what, friends? He didn't win all of them. I mean, he messed up. He messed up bad. And yet God still says at the end of the day that David was a man after his own heart because David repented and at the end of the day placed his crown in the hands of God, just as you and I can do. We're going to lose some battles, but each time, if we'll keep letting God's story speak louder than our own story, if we'll keep letting God's truth speak louder than our lives, if we'll keep letting the truth of God echo into our life, whether it be through the community around us of believers, or whether it be through the Word of God or His Holy Spirit, we will walk in victory. And when we fall, He will help us get back up. And I speak that over every person today that's listening to this show. The stories that we tell ourselves, if they're based in truth, they begin to create a narration in our life that walks us into the promised land that God has for us. And the beautiful thing about it is that we can help other people walk into that promised land. And we can help people walk in victory. But we have to face the giants. We can't run from them. In God's grace, He'll allow you to run from them, but they'll always come back He's going to bring you back around that mountain again, and there's going to be that giant. But you know what? When we face that giant and we give that battle to God, he'll show us what to do, and he'll show us what he's going to do. So I just pray over every person listening to this episode. I want to thank you for your time tonight. I want to thank you so much um, for listening to this show. Thank you for allowing me to rant every Friday. It's been so much fun, and uh, I feel like we've been able to learn so much. 
And so friends, as always, till next time.